When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Tottenham fans. Welcome back um, to another Spurs podcast. Uh, joined by Ali Gold with me this afternoon. Hello there. Didn't want to risk his, his full <laughs> first name because we know that that's treacherous territory. And Steve Frugia, welcome Hello. back, Steve. We haven't had one of these in a while, have we? It's been, no. been far too long since we just sat down and had a bit of a chat about Spurs. So there's plenty to get through. Um, I think we should probably start with the Under-20s World Cup and, and Joshua Onema and Carl Walker-Peters coming home, having played a, a key role, a crucial part in in a fantastic achievement for England's young Lions. It was amazing. I mean, I think it was the first senior, sorry, first World Cup triumph of any age group yep. since 66. Yep. Which is absolutely obscene. What do you think of that? Yeah. And it shows how really quite scary a superpower can they? It's an absolute record. But they were well, maybe now they can. Well, because of the under 20s, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe they've transformed the face of English football. Uh, no, they were really, really good. Um, and Onoma, I think Onoma made a lot of people eat their words. You know, there's a lot of Spurs fans that got on his back this season when the poor lad's been played in every position, pretty much barring goalkeeper, that isn't his position. And they've seen. Natural deeper role, it's fantastic. I think it seemed to start with Onoma in that Wickham game, didn't it? That 4 3, where he was given quite a big opportunity that Pochettino gave him in that game to come in and make a real impression. And he, unfortunately, he played in a team that played pretty poorly that day, I think it's fair to say, and, and, and got away with it in the end. But felt feels like he's kind of suffered from that performance ever since. And he was never able to kind of quite recover from it in the second half of the season. Yeah, we see, we see him playing sort of in that um, three behind uh, the top striker, which... Well, he hasn't really done too 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 well in that. So it would be good to see how he plays, depending on how long Winks is out, for example. See if he can come in and play alongside um, Wanyama or Dembele, and see how that goes. That would be interesting at the beginning of the season. Well, I've been fortunate enough this season to have seen him in a couple of under twenty three games, played in the central midfield. Absolutely bossed it. I know it's under twenty three. You know, it's it's not the level the same level. But yeah, he absolutely he is a box to box player. It's interesting, probably the same fans that replaced him were saying, oh, you know, we've got Amnesty Dembele replacement after the final. It's like, all right, you know, he did very well. Ultimately, it's Venezuela's under-20s. We can't go absolutely overboard, but I think what he did prove is play a player in his natural position and you'll get everything you want out of him. What interesting, I raves about him. He's one of his favourite players, you get the impression, um, among the youth players. Uh, he told us, you know, at a press conference a couple of weeks back that he'll play more next season. So I suppose it's it's up to him now. Do you think he's perhaps been kind of unfortunate in that he's almost, there's almost like no middle ground for him in that he's looked too good for the under-23s, mm-hmm. but then that next step at the moment seems like quite a big step for him. And in fairness to him, the kind of players that he's, he's coming in and coming up against trying to compete for a first-team spot are you know, battle-hardened, seasoned Premier League midfielders who who know the game inside out at that level. So it, it's, not, it's not going to be easy. And it just shows you how 
impressive Harry Winks achievement, I guess, in, in actually getting into that team. I saw a few Spurs fans talking about it on Twitter earlier about how Winks has kind of taken to that level like a duck to water. But you have to accept that not every player can, you know, they're human beings. They can't all just adjust to that level straight away. And, and sometimes it takes a bit of time. Peter's contribution uh, involvement. I'm a I'm a unashamedly Kyle Walker fan. He is really really good. Even in the final, everything was on Onoma. But if you look at his performance, we did a scouting report for the uh, the website. He did nothing wrong defensively. He was excellent as well. In the semi against um, Italy, he got kind of more chance to roam and get forward and play a more advanced kind of forward. Well, that, that performance in itself prompted one Spurs fan on Twitter to claim <laughs> that he had surpassed Carl Walker. Yeah, yeah. We're not there yet. I saw that. We're, we're not there yet. But no, his defensive side is going with it because Venezuela has some pacey, speedy attackers. You know, he's, he's played really well. Not to watch out for him. He's on the left. Yeah, yeah, he's naturally right-footed, but he uh, did very well. Didn't didn't force them to come inside onto his stronger foot either. You know, he forced players to go out. Was comfortable enough on his left. Cut out a few crosses. Yeah, yeah, definitely want to watch again. Another Pochettino favourite. Bit of a useful experiment for him being out on that left-hand side as well. I know he's obviously had experience there, but mm. to be in a team regularly involved in that position, um, Kenny, the Everton um, fullback, had a had a great tournament as well, and I think it will benefit. Walker Peters having that experience at that level of playing in that position without a doubt. Go back to one of them. This is part of the game and some of the statistics can very well be true. Pochettino's tried on them in different positions to give them that more all-round game. Yep. And it's, you know, is a better player for it maybe. Moving on to the more senior internationals. Um, quite a bit of success. Vincent Janssen I think we should probably start on. Three, three goals in three games now for the Netherlands. Yeah, yes, there was a penalty in there. But I just feel like he, he he's looking like he's he's still looking like the kind of stony-eyed, focused, committed, determined striker, not ref, not allowing three goals and three games to get the better of him. But there's something about him. I saw him one of his celebrations for his goals. He he looks a bit more happier and a bit more confident in it, in himself at the moment. I think. Well, he's he's only young still, and he's first choice striker for his country. 
Mm-hmm. He's when he's scoring. Yeah, but he's confident. You can see yeah. that. <clears throat> I know. I know. It's you know, it is ultimately meaningless in the grand scheme of things. But for him, that friendly in Hong Kong, you know, he scored a goal, decent goal, and the confidence he had after that, he was taking on shots from everywhere. Just little small things like that can just trigger a run of goals. And as we've seen, you know, there was a. I don't want to bring it up. There was a horrendous miss as well for the Netherlands. Um, I think it was in the second game. It was an absolute shocker from close range. But yeah, something about penalties and that man, it's just blasting the top corner. You know why? Why he maybe Pe- has that block? When people are beginning to overlook the fact how good his penalties yeah, are penalties because yeah. people are just saying he can only take penalties. Yeah. Um, from the season that he's had, it's not been not been great by by all accounts. And it, it, there's been a change in regime in the Netherlands um, national team as well. So the fact that a new manager wants to keep him in the team as first choice is goes to show the the faith in him that they have. He's doing the job for him. Yeah. Going across to England, spoken about Carl Walker Peters. Probably best to talk about Carl Walker and plenty to talk about Carl Walker. Um, but let's just focus on his performance at the weekend. Did you, I, let's face it, England didn't play well. Let, mm. Let's not kid ourselves about that. But do you feel like he looked like a player slightly affected by what's going on to you? Ooh, that's a good I don't know. I kind of felt the outcome. I thought he was maybe trying too hard to impress the point. Maybe trying to impress certain people up at the Etihad, maybe. <laughs> but no, I thought... I, just, I don't know. I think he was trying with things that weren't coming off. Um, it was just such a dreadful overall team performance. There was no imagination, you know, whatsoever. Um, I felt he tried. I mean, there is a side to it. It's maybe resigned now to the fact that he's clearly moving on. You know, the press conference before the game was, he was asked about Spurs and he was asked about his future. And it started wishy-washy. It was like, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be next season. It's like, Spurs fans wanted to hear great stuff. You know, you can just say no comment or anything. But um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know whether Trippi is going to get the nod or not for the uh, the France game. Be very interesting because if he stars in that, you know, as he has for Spurs, I don't think people are going to miss Carl Walker as much as maybe they would have a couple of months back. Could come up against a possible former teammate in Thomas Lamar. He could. He could. Yeah, I think a lot of Spurs fans are going to be watching the game for so many reasons. You know, we've got got Loris after his yeah, absolutely. Oh man, Spurs fans have kind of got used to Loris's kicking, but my God, I don't think he's comfortable ever since that time. But he's 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 tried that a few times this season or in the past seasons um, for Spurs. When he could have given away that penalty when he came out and mm. punched away the ball just on the edge of the box. But it's strange. It's almost like an overconfidence yeah. because he can clip really nice chips and passes into defenders' pass and stuff like that. Maybe that's what it is—an overconfidence. And yeah, the last seconds of the game or minutes that was woeful. But yeah, Lamar. Everything. Everyone's going to be keeping an eye on him. He was fantastic for Monaco in both games against Scored in both. Yes, he did. Uh, so he's one to watch. Obviously, Mr. Sissoko in the shop window. <laughs> Well, he got three out. He got three out of ten for his performance against Sweden, I believe. With with Lakeep. Now, now I'm informed that Lakeep's ratings are notoriously very harsh. So a three out of ten isn't 
what a three out of ten would be considered over here. But it, well, absolutely. <laughs> it it's it's all looking a little bit. I mean, there've been links over the weekend with Marseille. Sounds as if there's something in that. Do you think Spurs just need to try and recoup as much money as they can and just move on and forget it ever happened? I think so. I think for the uh, for the World Cup and Sissoko wasn't in it. Um, he's just, uh, you know, he's, he's yeah, he's, it, we've tried, Spurs have tried, the fans gave him a shot and he's he's grumbled as well, which is never a good thing to do when your performances have been absolutely woeful. Um, but, yeah, if we can get anywhere near the amount of money, um, then, you know, you've got to keep, quite frankly, um, yeah, I think he's uh, yeah, I, I think he should leave 30 million. Um, and the comments that he's made in the in the press as well, I, I just don't think Pochettino will, will have it really. What is this thing about players going away on international duty? Speaking to clearly journalists that they're very comfortable with and just saying daft stuff. So don't store it up. I know you want to get these things off your chest, but with someone like Pochettino, you, you just you are. You're essentially putting one foot out the exit door. Ericsson with his Barcelona comments as well. I feel a slight bit more sympathy for Ericsson because if you're asked a straight question, you know, is it flattering to be linked with Barcelona? You know, <laughs> you know they are. They're one of the most amazing kind of teams with such amazing history that I can't think of any other any player that wouldn't say yeah I'd love to play for Barcelona one day I've got no problems with that one same as I don't think Spurs fans well half of them had a problem with Bale when he went to Madrid it's just one of those things but for Sissoko after that season to come out and go communication was poor and you know I'd like to know I want more game time blah 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 it's no, just he, no man. No. He had plenty of opportunity um, for game time. He had so much game time, and he just didn't. Um, well, he just didn't do anything. Well, we talk about Onoma not playing his natural position. I don't actually know where Sissoko's natural position <laughs> is because every position he played in, he looked like Bambi on ice, left wing back. The, the, the <laughs> thing is, as well, I think I think most Spurs fans will probably consider the one. If you were to make one sign in this summer, I think, and I think that's why Lamar fits the bill. And we'll come on to him in a, in a second. Thomas Lamar, I should say, rather than Spurs <laughs> fan and Fame Academy. Oh, he he would love to be at Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> Spurs legend Jonathan Abika's. Where do we? Where do we? Where do we think? Knowledge. Where do we think he would play? Actually, just on a on a left field uh, subject there. If there's well, any 50, justice 50, in yeah. the world, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Remarkable. And on that note. Um, I've, I've completely <laughs> forgotten where we were. Um, Spurs transfers. I think the one area, as you say, about Sissoko just having no sort of defined position, Spurs are crying out for me for something different in those kind of inverted wide roles. I think if they had a bit of pace in there, that's something different to the kind of goal-scoring instincts and running off the ball that Ali offers you, the kind of the creativity and, and craft that Ericsson gives you. I feel like if you had someone, and I think I think that's why Lamar would really fit the bill, someone who gets their head down and can take on a fullback and kind of beat a man and get into positions in and around Harry Kane, 
you know, a bit more and deliver some crosses as well. Perhaps an Nkudu type player. I was going to say, well, <laughs> I think they tried the cheap young alternative version with Nkudu yeah. and it just hasn't really come off. So you, yeah, you look at Sissoko's natural abilities and think athleticism, bit of pace when he gets running, showed that at the Euros when he put himself in the shot window. There's just been nothing. There's just been no evidence of a player who could, who could give something, spur something different in those kind of two attacking roles off Kane. Mm. I mean, it, oh, we're going to give Sissoko any credit, and I'm really loath to because of the season he's had. There's been times late in games when he stretched teams. He's good at that, but often it's teams that are kind of on the rack anyway. Uh, yeah, we, Spurs are just oh, they're missing that little little bit of magic, little bit of pace. Just someone that when yeah, defenses are sitting back and kind of keeping in these rigid lines, they just need someone that can take two or three people out of the game and give others space. And there's just no one at the moment that really does that. Everyone's got little elements of that. You got Lamella with his kind of skills and through balls, Ericsson with his uh, ability to kind of play through the lines, got Ali breaking through the lines, and then Kudu's pace, but you've kind of got no one that just melds them all into one. Do you think Do you think Lamar would be the perfect signing for Spurs this summer? I think it'd be a great signing. I think he fits the Poch kind of mentality, exactly the kind of player he'd want to develop. There's always question marks over coming to the Premier League. You know, not all players come in from a league and I would pronounce that. I, <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I clearly missed those French lessons early in school. I did the basics. Um, yeah, he's currently got uh, Alizé's actually sported a beret and has a <laughs> yeah. ring of onions round his neck and for today's game. episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was horrific. All yeah. of the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's always a massive question mark. You know, yeah. Spurs don't buy. Premier League kind of established yeah. players, do they? So they are going to have a large kind of miss ratio. I, I I know that Premier League proven players um, are more expensive mm-hmm. because of that experience. But I really think we should be going for those players rather than um, players from other leagues because we've seen it fail time and time again. Okay. And not necessarily... Um, uh, like for the whole of their Spurs career, like a soldado, <laughs> but the the likes of Lamella, where it's taken it's taken them a little time, a little bit of time to get into into it. Okay, if you if you were to if you were to name one player, one Premier League proven player, Steve's currently looking <laughs> exasperated at the fact that I'm going to ask him this. Um, if you if you were to name one Premier League proven player that you'd go for this summer, who would it be? The one I, I would have said was Zaha, but he's signed a new contract. Take two. <laughs> You're not getting away that easily. I, I honestly don't know, and that's the trouble. Do you think that? Gray? Do you think one of those wide positions is that if, if is that the one position you think that Spurs could do with something different in? I, I just think we need somebody with that. That je ne sais quoi. Um, <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> um, that can come in as a, a Premier League proven player and, and make a difference rather than us getting in the Incudus, the Anson's, the Soldados that, that can't. You could say the one time it did it was Wanyama. Yeah, happened. exactly. Yeah, yeah Wanyama. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Just another name that's been linked 
quite incessantly with Spurs recently, and that was that was a horrible pun that I've just realised <laughs> as I said it, and I I, I feel really bad, and I apologise to everyone for for saying that. But um, Ryan Sessegnon, who's who's been linked with Spurs, Liverpool have dropped out the race to sign him. Um, in fact, I don't think we've we've had a podcast sadly really since the interest has, has started to really heat up. Manchester United also hold an interest. Um, again, he in some respects he'd be the perfect Pochettino addition, wouldn't he? Even more so than Lamar. He really is English, uh, ready for English football. Maybe not the Premier League, you know, we have to see on that one. But oh, bundles of talent, absolutely. You know, I mean. My actual live experience of watching him was about the 15, 20 minutes in the FA Cup uh, <laughs> quarterfinal. But obviously seen him lots on television, as, as many others have when he when, when Sky have shown the Fulham games. But such a talent, such an unbelievable talent. And um, there's that kind of buzz about him, isn't there? Like Bale and that Walcott bloke. Deli um, Yeah, yeah, there's an element of the Deli Alley about it, isn't there, I suppose, as well. Um, Let's not jump the gun, that's... (laughs) No, at the time, at the time. You see Deli Alley coming from League One, and with the reputation reputation that he had... I still still don't feel like Alley gets the praise he deserves for that, by the way. To go from the level that he Mm. went from to, to then go into a, you know, the squad at Euro 2016, and all of a sudden everything be expected of him and then the fact that he played alongside Dyer in a deeper role and that was all, almost like bemoaned as a huge reason for, for England's failure at Euro 2016. <laughs> Sometimes you have to take a step back and think, like, look how far that, that kid came in in, a, in, in no time at all. Yeah. And if, if Sessegnon can make the smaller jump um, in that uh, wing-back role, then yeah. I think that's the thing with with Ali. Spurs were kind of crying out for a player like that at that point. So as soon as I think he was subbed for the first game, wasn't he against Man U? And I think he started against Leicester, wasn't it away? And that was it. From then on, he's kind of essentially been a first game. Whereas Sessegnon's going to have a bit more time as Danny Rose, as Ben Davies. There's obviously we've spoken in the past and we've written about the fact that you know could he be? I'm not going to compare him exactly to Gareth Bale, but in that essence of being a more forward-thinking player as well, you know, there's there's so much fits, fits the formation as well. Yeah, so much you could do with him. Such a versatile player as well. We've got a a Fulham expert in with in with us today. <laughs> well, I'm, I've introduced you now as a Fulham expert, so you have no to pressure. you have to just accept that you're a Fulham expert now. But right. you and Lyle, um, Fulham fan, and um, with us for the week to to do. Plenty of Ryan Sessegnon stuff, hopefully. Nice little profile that went out on, on Football.London earlier um, about his kind of rise to prominence. Um, some really interesting anecdotes as well about his, his twin brother and the kind of Raphael Fabio-esque situation that happened. at shift in power there. In absolutely, yeah. Um, I guess just to inform Spurs fans as much as anything, what what would they be getting in, in Ryan Sessegnon if they were to, um, you know, Put a bid in and hopefully, you know, bring him to the club. Well, as much as it pains me to admit, he is the perfect Pochettino player. You look at how much more the fullbacks get involved in the actual football side of things, their ability to bring the ball out of defence. He's perfect to that. Like from his first game, you could tell that that was one of his main skills to drill the ball into feet uh, quicker than anybody else on the pitch, smarter than anybody else on the pitch, and he's 16 years old. So, definitely, especially with Danny Rose out injured, you could see it coming in. Taken over straight away, it's it's definitely possible. But 
Really? Obviously, I think. Wow. I, I mean, I mean, in that sort of role, I mean, he would need a lot yeah, of protection, but I think you would get that because you have Wanyama dropping back into a back three. There'd be more cover than there is, you know, with Scott Malone behind you. Or, with, <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Scott Malone, but <laughs> I won't. You know, he's not the best defender. Um, but I think he's that would be the perfect fit. Uh, but I'm still there's still question marks over whether or not he will be a defender or a forward player because when you look that he scored, I think it's seven or eight goals in the end. Do you really want to waste that on a fullback? I don't know because he's that's an added facet for Pochettino is that versatility yeah. that you can presumably... have players all over the pitch. You can score goals from anywhere. So yeah, there's an element of that as well. But hopefully, I think all the moments from around the club is that he's got good people advising him and that he is still going to sign a contract. Hopefully, so maybe we can hold out for another year and then he'll go in the summer next year. Have you been amazed by his progress this season? Have you? Do you think Jukanovic has kind of really worked hard at? bringing on his talent and, and moulding him into a player that can go on. I think the belief is now that he's destined for pretty big things. Um, hopefully, from your perspective, <laughs> he might stick around at Fulham Eight to get months, him back in, in the Premier League. But but yeah, he, he seems like he's he's ready to you know m- move on sooner rather yeah, than later, he, I think. He's managed his development absolutely perfectly because you see it time and time again that young players get chucked into the first team. And I think... Arsene Wenger is guilty of this in particular. They desperately need to be taken out. Alex Awobi was one of those guys last season where Sessegnon maybe had a tough game, came out of the side for a few games, came back in, scored a goal, got an assist. Tough game again, just bring him out, ease him back in. So he's managed him exceptionally well. And I think for that reason, maybe the whole thing about, you know, Pochettino's perfect for him, well, Jokanovic is as well. He's managed his transition from the youth. And the thing about him in the youth team is he wasn't a standout player there. So all this about him being a goal-scoring midfielder must have come from Jukanovic because he wasn't necessarily shown that in the academy teams. Do you think that 3-4-2-1 formation that Spurs have used so successfully is is, is perfect for him in, in how he, he sort of rampages up and down the left flank? Yeah, he can link up with a... I think it, the best situation is to have as many people out wide as you can with setting him because he links up really well with other wide players and... I was going to ask about that because that was something I was going to ask about Lamar as well to you guys was do you think the only possible difficulty with that move is how whether or not that impedes on Danny Rose as a player on the left and and his kind of direct running down the left and his ability to stay wide and hug the touchline if Lamar's more of an old-fashioned wide man in that sense possibly but then I think Pochettino this season has been very much about different formations and giving Spurs plan B's, C's, D's and yep. everything. So yeah, no rigidity to it. No, while it may, you know, it may in certain matches, yeah, impinge a little bit on the fullbacks. I think it just gives them that kind of fluidity, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think there's the versatility in the other forward players, and even in the likes of Trippier and Walker, Danny Rose, to be able to play. Sort of further forward if, mm. if they weren't playing in that yeah, um, role, yeah. and you think Sessegnon would be just as equipped to work with a, a, a real left-sided player I mean it's funny because one of his uh, big strengths as well is his ability to find space in the penalty area despite having someone on that side of the pitch with him so I think mm. if you had two or three players on that side of the pitch they wouldn't get in the way of each other he's very good at using uh say the winger in front of him or the fullback behind him as a distraction the goal against Cardiff away in the FA Cup he was picking up space all the time um, because they were preoccupied with other players so he popped up at the back post and got a goal should have got another one should have got three goals away at Huddersfield in similar situations so he's really good at that I don't think that would hinder him in any way to be honest just 
lastly on Sessignon, what if if you were to name one thing that you feel he still needs to improve and harness in his game and and you know work hard on to to bring on, what would you say that is? Probably his his actual ability on the ball because normally when young attacking players come into um, a big club, the most the obvious thing about them is that they're good on the ball, but Te- they're un- technical ability. Their technical ability, but they're maybe their end product is lacking or the, their decision making is not great. It's the complete opposite with Sessignon. So he's quite a weird young player in that yeah. regard. So I think that would be it. Do you think that's as a result of kind of being built on his more athletic and Maybe being attributes. more because he's a defender, he's not necessarily going to be taking people on all the time. So that might be why, because he wasn't obviously a winger up until midway through last season. He'd never played there until Newcastle away. So yeah, that would be the thing he has to work on the most probably. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Ewan, for your excellent insight on so that. was an expert. I, I, I said it at the start. It was, it was Ewan who was doubting yeah, it. all the pessimism was on me there. Great stuff. Uh, just five minutes or so left. Um, so just wanted to touch on Harry Kane's captaincy for England. What a finish, by the way. I think we need to talk about how good that goal was. And again, that goal to me seems to just get completely overlooked in the yeah. face of... Lee Griffith's free kick, Joe Hart's inadequacies as a goalkeeper now, according to everyone apparently. Um Scotland dropping points in the in the last minute when they got on the cusp of a massive result. It's just like Kane's goal was sort of swept under the carpet. And is that because we're just kind of ex- expecting that level of finishing from him? Maybe. Now? The amount of time that must have spent in the air as he was coming towards him. You know, so many other players would have fluffed that. They'd have had everything else on their mind. Some holidays, who knows what on their mind. But just, he just has one focus. That's the back of that net. It was a brilliant finish. It was a great, it was a great ball in as well. It was. It was. Yeah, Sterling gets, you know, gets knocked. But that was a fantastic ball. Picked him out perfectly. And I just thought, it's just... It's just I think it's just England's play doesn't suit Kane, obviously, as much as his club football does. He's, you know, yeah, he had a couple of half chances, didn't he, in the kind of the first half, especially. But uh, it just keeps plugging away. Captaincy again tomorrow night against France. That'll be an interesting test for him. It will. I mean, well, if Larice has a <laughs> makes yeah, it, might, might be another <laughs> chance, <won't> he? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm an enormous fan of strikers as captains. I've got to say, Ooh, goalkeepers go. and strikers. I did say we had five minutes left, but please go on. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I don't know. I may be a bit old school. You know, it's either for me, it's got to be a guy right in the middle driving things, or you know, or the old classic kind of one of the centre backs. But with a view of the pitch, yeah, I just think with like Shearer was captain, wasn't he? And I think Lineker was captain for a while as well. You're facing the other way. You're looking at goal. You know, well, Rooney's been captain for God knows how many yeah, years. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know. I know we maybe put too much importance on the captain role here. I know other countries don't as much. But hey, it's been an ambition of Kane's forever. He wants. He's made no bones about it. He wants the Spurs captaincy as oh, well. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it will be interesting tomorrow with. Uh... Uh, Spurs captain versus the England captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain, so. absolutely. Um, just fi- just finally from the retain list that got released last week, um, the kind of the headline really of those players to leave was Philip Lesnak, who who came on and made his Premier League debut at, at Leicester in the penultimate game, got an assist, which has led to plenty of uh, comparisons of assist ratios with with yeah. Mesut Ozil and other. Other playmakers are available. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. But what what do you what do you think? I think there's been a bit of a mixed response on Lesson App because I think there's been some that feel 
he probably wasn't given a fair enough crack of the whip in that he came on and made that contribution at Leicester, but it all probably came a little bit too late for him. On the other side, a lot of people saying, well, if he really was all that, he would have been further up Pochettino's thinking sooner. Yeah, I think unfortunately there's been a bit of an overreaction to poor old Philip Lisniak. You know, any other occasion, 21-year-old Slovakian kind of youth international that's never even played for Slovakia. He's been on loan. I think it was Slovan Liberic for the first half of the season. I've probably totally murdered that pronunciation as well. <laughs> um, and he was never anywhere near getting into the Spurs team. But there was an injury crisis. Other younger players, it's got to be said as well, were away on international duty. And he, he kind of flukily got in there. No disrespect to him, because he took his chance. He did I, all right. I was going to say, yeah, he did He didn't take have his... much to do. It was a square pass to Harry Kane, if we're going to be ultra-critical. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, he played all right against Kitschy, again, in the friendly. Uh, ultimately, I... <sighs> A lot of people have said, oh, you know, why bother giving him that chance? You could have used another youngster that had kind of more of a future. But I think it maybe it was just Pochettino giving him a bit of time in the shop window. You know, this yeah. summer, he's going to be able to go to a better standard of club now, having on his CV a Premier League appearance and an assist. Yeah, and you tend to see these types of players come back in a couple of years' time, playing mm. in like the Spanish League or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Yuri even Bushish. Yeah, Yuri Bushish. Uh, David, is he another one? Or? Dorian De Vee, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even in the Premier League, you've got the likes of Adam Smith yeah. and uh, Charlie Daniels. Fiddling with a return to Spurs, Adam Smith. Yeah, don't think that's going to happen. I doubt it. <laughs> um, okay, finally, a question for you both. And you can't pick the same player. Oh, at least it's not a score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... I felt a France-England score prediction would just be a bit naff, to be honest. Yeah. Um, which young player are you most looking forward to seeing during pre-season? You can go first. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Pochettino um, puts Onoma into the team and in in his um, better position, in his more natural position. What you can hear faintly in the background is Ali going back to the drawing board. No, no, no. <laughs> no you know he's going to go for the other one. I, I, I was. No, I was always going to go for Carl Walker-Peters. Like I say, a bit of a fanboy of his. Uh... Is, that because, is, is that because of, I don't want to say expected departure, I don't want to preempt anything, but I, I think it's fair to say Walker is likely to mm. leave this summer. Is that part of the reason why you're quite excited to see whether he can seize a little little opening there? Maybe, just because I've seen him in youth games this season and I just can see what's there and I can see what Pochettino likes about him as well. He's such an, he's, it's not quite to the same standard, but he is a bit Sessegnon-like in that he can play as a fullback, but he can also play higher up the pitch. Very brave, willing runner, clever on the ball. Um I think he'll do well. I will. And the other ones, obviously, is Marcus Edwards. But everything I'm kind of hearing about Marcus Edwards is that they're kind of trying to temper expectations on him slightly. So whether we'll see as much of him at the start of the season, I don't know. And it'll be interesting for any young players that do sort of make an appearance in pre-season. Last season, it was uh, Winks's big it chance was. in pre-season. And it, it took him a couple of months to make his, uh, his breakthrough in the Premier League. But... He was on the bench quite quickly, wasn't he, after that Australia tour, yeah. 
Thank you very much, lads. So we've uh, we've just passed the thirty-five minute mark. I've, I've, I enjoyed that. Oh, good. Did you? <laughs> I, I, I did. I hope everyone else does. Yeah. I didn't think that much had happened over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing what you can fit into thirty-five minutes. Hey? Exactly. Ewan, thank you very much for joining us and giving your insight on Ryan Sessignon today. Why the laughter? Because I was so close to her, that's what she said. But I didn't know it was appropriate for a podcast. It's in there now. Thank you, Ewan, for your insight on Ryan Sessignon. Thank you, Steve, for joining us and, and discussing all things Tottenham Hotspur. And thank you to our Spurs right Ali Goldsmith. Very, very kind of you to join us on the Spurs podcast. Thank you very much. Um, while we all laugh about Ali's last comment there, um, do make sure... Give us a follow on Twitter at Spurs underscore FL. Uh, we're also on Facebook too, Tottenham Hotspur, football.london and uh, head to the website for all the latest Spurs news, transfer rumours and gossip throughout the summer. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>